Good morning, everybody. Curtis Wilkerson here with Andrew Ellis of Natty State Sports coming to you with another six pack on this uh, nice Monday in Fayetteville. I got a case of the the Mondays, though. I don't know. I mean, I had a nice weekend, but I feel a little, eh, you know, at, at the start of the work week. So maybe this is what we needed to uh, to kind of get us or at least me going a little bit to start the week. Curtis, you know, the only way to cure a case of the Mondays mm. Is a case of alcohol, which is what we're going to drink while we do this show. This is a fact. At ten thirty on a Monday. Yes. Just kidding. We drank enough this weekend. We're uh, we're good. Big drinking weekend, actually. I wasn't kidding, but yeah, it was. No, yeah, like <laughs> you know, I don't drink much, but uh, drinking this weekend. There's a lot going on. I mean, I got back in the game. You sometimes know? you don't want to drink your problems away, but Arkansas basketball will make you want to do that. Yeah. And then it was just you know nice weekend. I know you had some family in town and stuff. And Did I have some uh, family in town. Yeah, you know, I was just lonely at home with the dog, but hey, whatever. Saturday was such a good day in terms Saturday of was awesome. spacing out my alcohol consumption because we mm. had the we had the stream, which of course, if Arkansas is playing basketball, you better be drunk, um, or you better be at least trying to get drunk. They look like it on the floor. So. Yeah, even if it's eleven a.m. game. Uh, so I had a little bit of mimosas there, a little bit of screwdrivers, whatever mm. you want to call it, uh, something with orange juice in it. Uh, yeah. But then went to the Todd Packer thing at the comedy club. Mm-hmm. Had a couple beers there. Went to Flyway Brewing. Ever heard of it? Awesome, best place in the world. You got to have. A Didn't couple see beers DBH there. there this time, but it's ridiculous. Had a couple more there. Just spaced it. Just a good. I just paced myself. Everybody always says when they're drinking, like, "Oh, I'm gonna pace myself. I'm gonna do it." I'm, I actually did it the other day. That's good. It's good work. Yeah. It, yeah you, when you get to a certain spot, you want to stay there. You don't want to escalate. Exactly. You don't want to come down. So yeah, the pacing is good. <laughs> Set you a little forty-five minute alarm for yeah. space your beers up. Yeah. Well, they say drink a glass of water in between or something. I don't yeah, know. Nobody Whatever. does that. Literally nobody does that. Um, we had a meal last night, and, and as we were getting ready to leave, the Grammys were kind of getting rolling. Did you watch any of that when you went back home? I watched a pretty decent amount of it. So I think I did what most people do, which is I consumed the Grammys by watching like 800 clips on in, on the internet. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I saw what I needed to see. Uh, while we were at Foghorns, Miley Cyrus was dressed very interestingly. She yes, looked she was. like, uh, she, I mean, you know, she had an interesting hair going on. And look, I love Miley Cyrus. I grew up on Hannah Montana. Yeah. I you know I've supported Miley even when she shaved her head and people were saying she was crazy. It's odd behavior, but yeah. Uh, I defended Britney Spears when she shaved her head because she's from Louisiana, and so she's when Miley crazy. shaved her head, I had to I had to defend that. Yeah, very much crazy. But Miley, I've uh, I'm happy to see her career gone the way it has. Yeah, good for uh, her. I didn't know that was her first Grammy. I didn't either, um, which I thought was you know cool, but it's another one of those where it's like. I don't like none of this stuff actually matters. Like no. I'm not. I don't think it defines any of these people as an artist. But it's cool to see her get that. Um, also, I didn't realize that she performed a song at the Grammys. Like, I, I went home and was telling Hillary, I was like, oh, dude, I saw Miley Cyrus. She was dressed crazy. And it was interesting. And then I pulled it up. Her outfit that she performed in was actually more scandalous than the one she was wearing. Was that she, the one that was like safety pins or something weird? Like, she must have had four or five outfit changes because every, yeah. every video I saw of her, she was in a different, different clothes, but she performed her song Flowers. Uh, you know, had the funny cool? thing where she was like, "Why are y'all acting like y'all don't know this song?" Yeah, she uh, she was also fangirling over Mariah Carey, who I guess yeah. presented it to her, which uh, we actually did watch happen. It, yeah, we, we couple, couldn't hear it, but we watched it happen. A couple of the uh, the great MCs, if you will, uh, but Mariah Carey <laughs> that just shows you she's still the goat. You know, yeah, like, Mariah was, looked good, man. Mariah, Mariah looked good. She did. Yeah. How old? She's got to be like in her fifties now, right? I mean, yeah, she looked. She she she. I mean, yeah, she's she's been around forever, so I mean, yeah. makes sense. But I uh, thought, um, Miley, I thought Miley's Trevor hair. Noah, she kind of looked like Billy Ray last night with the Dude, hair. She you know, did, the, yeah, with like the, the she really got after it with the blow dryer and some mousse oh, or yeah. something. I, don't I know. loved it. What were you gonna say? Uh, well, I was gonna say I thought Trevor Noah did a really good job. 
This, was um, he hosting it? Yeah. Okay. And it was it was interesting because um, he kind of went on his tirade early, and I, I saw this after the fact, but it was funny because he was like, I don't know why people keep getting so upset at Taylor Swift because the NFL keeps panning the camera to her. And he was like, so I tell you what I'm going to do is every time uh, every time somebody brings up Taylor Swift's name here at the Grammys, I'm just going to pan o- the camera to a football player. And then he immediately went to Terry Crews. <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. Was it was pretty a funny. good moment. But I, he did a good job. Um, you know, uh, I guess we should talk about the fact that Taylor decided to steal the show once again. Naturally. She's just walking around stealing shows. By the way, guys, for everyone that's like just a football fan and hates Taylor Swift and hates everything, if you hate Taylor Swift, just know that the Grammys was just like the AFC Championship game. The camera was panning to her every 20 seconds. Like, she she was this. I mean, not, not the star of the night. She did win a Grammy, though, right? Yeah. Uh, she won album, album of the year. Uh I'd imagine it announced the new album also. Yep. The, de- the the tortured poet society. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Uh. I look. We we I, we support Taylor Swift, but like I don't. You know. I don't. I'm not gonna. I didn't listen to the last one. I'm not gonna listen to this one. Thanks. But people <laughs> that were really upset about it. It's like, dude, when you're that famous, when you go places, people put cameras on you. That's the way it works. And uh, that's what. It, that's how it was. With the Grammys. Like it's not some oh. conspiracy that uh, Joe Biden put into motion. Right. It's just a very famous person having a camera on them. That's kind of a thing that happens everywhere. Like if Tom Cruise randomly started going to every Arkansas game, you know what we would do? We'd put a camera on Tom Cruise. They do it on McConaughey when he goes to Texas. Yeah. Like this is a, not a new concept that started with Taylor Swift. Did you see? Um, I'm sure you did. I guess it was a week or two ago. I don't know where they were at. Some kind of award ceremony or a banquet or something. Well, the clip that went viral I, was it Selena Gomez that was like. They were like having a whisper conversation, and everybody was trying to determine yes, what they were it saying was, or it whatever. Was. Uh, well, so she brought one of those fans, like one of those flip-out mm-hmm. fans, and she was holding it in front of her face. That way people couldn't read her lips at this thing. Yeah. It's like, dude, you shouldn't have to do that, first of all. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Uh, performance of the night, though? I, Easy. I, you tell me, because we are, I think we're in agreement. We agreed. Uh, fast car, performance of the night. Unreal, I mean, that was the coolest dude. moment of the night. And look, yeah. it was one of those rare times where like everyone should be happy like everyone should be should be thrilled it's just a cool thing everyone likes that song we you know maybe you like the original maybe you're like me and you didn't know it until you heard luke combs cover it either way i like both of them and uh i like both artists and i was really cool to see tracy chapman up there yeah getting getting her shine uh for those that don't know tracy chapman wrote the song and performed the song fast car which luke combs covered this past this i guess this past year um, and covered it well. I mean, it, it was did a lot of did huge numbers. Now I believe it's the number one song in the world after last night. I believe it, yeah. Uh, which and which is pretty cool. And I don't know. It's just good to see that moment happen. Good to see an artist like Luke give credit to the original. Sure. You know, honor her in the right way on Black during Black History Month. Like have her out there at the Grammys. And for Tracy Chapman, it's kind of cool because like a song she wrote like what twenty years ago or whatever over yeah. that. Uh, is now like the biggest song in the world, and she's like getting all this love for it. Like, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I saw some people trying to like pretend be offended by it. Yeah, it's where they were stupid. like, oh, he should just let her perform it or whatever. Guys, she signed off on the song. Like, she signed yeah. off on it. She's cool. Like, everything. Everyone is enjoying this. They she's also together. making a lot of money from. I was this. gonna say she's getting royalties off that for sure. This and, is a win-win-win. Yeah. And he was. You could tell just by watching Luke Combs during that that he it meant. A ton to him just to be on the stage with her like oh, he yeah. was he was living in that moment um and it was apparently like his lead. favorite awesome. his first ever favorite song or something like that so yeah. it's like a song that really like you know inspired you know got him to where he was at so it's like it, it's just it's one of those moments every it's just so cool to see happen um and you know anybody who's like watching it trying to be offended 
Just shut up. Yeah, like it was it was an awesome moment. Tracy had fun. Luke had fun. Both cool people. Let's celebrate them. It's rare we get those truly wholesome moments in entertainment. Yeah. The the only other thing I wanted to say about this, and, and then we can move on. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was during like the pre-show ceremonies of, of the awards. Um, Killer Mike. He won three Grammys. You know who Killer Mike is? Rapper. I do, whatever. yes, yes. Um, won three ga- Grammys, but then he got cuffed, arrested, and escorted out of the building for like a for like a physical altercation that took place elsewhere or whatever. But the dude literally won three damn Grammys and then got perp walked right, <laughs> right out of the building. You should dude. be able to trade one in, you know? <laughs> know. Like, all right, take one, but I <laughs> let me let me go on about my night. That's crazy, uh, man. Could you imagine it? That's almost like uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the Grammys. Like that's the equivalent yeah. of like going to uh, to the Super Bowl and winning. winning the damn MVP and then getting cuffed on stage there and, and taken yeah. out. Like that's just that's a tough one. That's nuts, man. I want to say one more thing about the Grammys. Yeah. So Miley apparently mm-hmm. won. Country song of the year, country album of the year, something. Hmm. Which obviously Miley's not not a huge country star, but I saw a bunch of people pissed about that too. They're like, right. "Oh man, whatever." If you are uh, just now finding out how the world works, yes, the more popular person got the award over the more deserving person. Yeah, that's how the world works. Yeah, yeah it's voted on by people. I don't know who the other people, the other nominees were. I really don't. I'm not a country music guy. I bet there's a lot of people that don't listen to country music who do know who Miley is. Like. Is it messed up? Sure. Did 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 the more famous person get something they didn't deserve? Yes. That's how. That's 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 what the Grammys is. That's what this is. So, exactly. Welcome to the show. Yes. One beer down. On to number two, uh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> this is a good topic, right? Michael here. Buble uh, was on a different level at the NHL All Star Game. Which, first of all, I, I do want to say that the NHL All Star Game is the most underrated. Of all the All Star weekends, it is. It's really cool. Like the, the the game itself, it's whatever. I mean, it's just like any of the other ones. Uh, but you know, like the NBA has a, NBA has a skills competition. The Pro Bowl is a joke. Uh, but the NHL has a skills competition too, and that's great. Like those dudes are firing off like 130 mile per hour slap shots. Um, you know, like they're putting the targets up and knocking out the targets from different like. I don't know if you've ever played hockey before, like messed around, but really no, it's not easy, and it's it's damn sure not easy to do on skates. So that stuff's really impressive, and, yeah. and I enjoy watching it. But um, they had, yeah, you know, like, like the NBA, they would uh, they would have the captains who would draft the teams or whatever for the All Star games. They were doing like a celebrity version of that for this NHL All Star game, and it was uh, it was Michael Bublé, Justin Bieber, somebody else was involved. I can't remember who it was. Uh, but Buble was on another level, dude, and he was basically. And this is this is post fight or post uh, post match or post game, right? Sure, yeah. He's like he's at a podium. It's like a yeah. press conference pro, uh, podium after the fact or whatever. And he's uh, he's like, listen, my buddy told me that this is like the lowest microdose of of shrooms <laughs> that you could do. But and he said uh, he goes. But, you know, up until just a couple minutes ago, I thought I was in Blades of Glory, man. (laughs) He was he was on a different level. It was so funny, dude. So for anyone who doesn't know who Michael Bublé is, you probably don't know what Christmas is because Michael Bublé is the voice. One of the him and Mariah Carey, the (laughs) The voices voices of Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He's Mariah Carey for for white boys. That's what he is. But he's all he's just a singer who has a deep voice and he's had a, had a pretty good career but he's one of the most normal celebrities ever like mm-hmm. i know that he he like doesn't live in luxury but he has a house that like is the only expensive purchase he has he has this big house that him and his boys just go to like once every other that's where they spend weekends and they just like do whatever and like he has a lot of money him and his wife they just chill they have a yeah. normal house and they just live they, they apparently make appearances at the nhl all-star game and do shrooms but 
seeing this was funny because it just reminded me of hearing that interview of him talking about how he doesn't do anything normal. He's like, he's the most boring celebrity ever. And so do, doing shrooms and ending up embarrassing yourself, like that's the most normal thing a person could do. Yeah. You know, like that's, exactly. that's, that's what, that's an everyday man type of thing. And so Michael Buble, we commend you and uh, we can't wait to listen to you in December. Yeah. Shout out to you. And the only <laughs> thing I was disappointed in is that he walked it back like the next day oh, yeah. because people were starting to heat him up a little bit. Yeah. Even somebody on the stage was like, oh, dude, you know, you just lost millions of your teenage girl fans by uh, anybody be- becoming who's not going to shrooms or whatever. And then so, so after the fact, he's yeah. responding to somebody on IG and was like, oh, it was a joke. I don't know Michael Bublé personally, but if you watch that video, uh, he must be a hell of an actor if that was yeah. fake. Because he also, was on if one. there is anyone listening to this or anyone in the world who is going to stop listening to Michael Bublé because he did shrooms at the NHL All Star Game, stop listening to all your favorite. Just artists. stop consuming content. Period. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. The internet and the world is just not for you. You do not understand what real the real world is. You're a weird guy. You know, yeah. you just you you should not be taking that stance. That's a weird stance for sure, especially because that's very minor on the list of crazy things artists have done. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, two beers down, and we're gonna go into the third one here. And this is probably my favorite thing that happened <laughs> all funny. weekend. Uh, did you see the interaction between Janai Broom, Auburn basketball oh, yeah. player, and Morgan Freeman, noted Ole Miss stan? I thought it was interesting, <laughs> but also like I love that Morgan Freeman is familiar with Johnny Broom's, like, game. Yeah. Which, like, that's, you know, Johnny Broom's a good player for Auburn. Like, we all know who he is. But it's like, if you're not watching college basketball and you're not tuned into SEC ball, you know, you don't know who Johnny Broom is. Right. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a ton of Hog fans who don't know who he is. So the fact that Morgan Freeman is an Ole Miss basketball fan, but he knew Johnny Broom was like, I got to get, I got to pay my respects yeah. to this stretch four or this, this, this four who's averaging 13 and seven or whatever it is. Yeah. Like he was like, I got to, I got to say what's up to him. Like, I love that. Mm. And I love that Johnny Broom just in, is in locked in and he thinks it's just a fan touching him that on the back so and he smacks funny, his hand man. away. Yeah. Um, those- could not have, could not have regretted it sooner. As soon yes. as he hit his hand, he looked at Sue, saw who was on. Like, oh, oh. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, loved man. it. It was so funny. Yeah, that was great. And for those who didn't see it, um, Auburn was at Ole Miss, and and Janai Broom just was kind of up against the up against the sideline, and he's he was basically touching Morgan Freeman. And you know how sometimes it's a deal where like a you know somebody will like slap you on the rear end or whatever. Well, Morgan Freeman kind of like tugged on the back of his jersey, and. Broom just thought it. He thought it was a fan, yeah. and so he just slapped his hand away. And then as soon as he turned around, and saw it was Morgan Freeman. He was like starstruck. It was yeah. awesome. He man. immediately started, and as he yeah. should. I mean, like, I, I it was it was just one of those cool moments where it's like I understand exactly what happened. We don't need any explanation. Like Have Morgan you ever Freeman had was cool. one of those situations before, <laughs> where you've like kind of brushed. Some, I've had it before where like someone's trying to get my attention, and I'm like in that mode where I'm like I really don't want to talk because I hate talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really do. Uh, I, I, you know, if someone like says something like, oh, I like your work or whatever, I don't mind that. But like just running into strangers is like, I, that's a big fear. Like I just right. do not want to interact with them if I can avoid it. So like anytime I can tell someone's like trying to like stop me or whatever, I'm always kind of weird. So I've had some moments where I'm like on edge and don't want to talk to anyone. And then I like see someone and I'm like, oh, I'm like about to big league them and not talk to them. But it, every now and then I've not slapped Morgan Freeman's hand though. I've got that a good one true. for you here. So my first year working at Lindenwood Belleville, I was coaching basketball there and doing some other things. And we had uh, we had graduation. So all employees work the graduation. Like you have different mm-hmm, things yeah. you have to do. Uh, and so me and one of my other coworkers, we were basically on like parking duty uh, because it was weird. Like where, where the graduation was versus where the parking was, it, it was kind of wild or whatever. Uh, different people go to different lots. So we just kind of had to sit there, you know, with, uh, with the walkie talkies or whatever and just kind of direct traffic. 
And the ceremony had already started. Graduation did. And so they said, hey, like, stick around for, like, maybe 10 more minutes or whatever if there's any stragglers. Um, you know, you got to let them know that they're going to have to park, you know, several blocks away, but that we can call the shuttle down there to pick them up and bring them back for graduation. So it's like, all right. So car comes rolling up, nice vehicle, SUV, uh, window rolls down. And it's this guy and he's like, hey, um, how you doing? Just looking, you know, for, for where I should park for, uh, for graduation. And I said, well, you're going to have to go down a couple blocks um, down by the hotel and you can park in that lot and we'll, we can call a shuttle over and bring it over to you. And he's like, ah. He's like, well, I, I was really hoping to, to be a lot closer than that. Um, do, you, do you by chance have, you know, like a, a VIP parking section or anything like that? And I was like, well, obviously, like, those things are reserved, you know, whatever. You can't get it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, like, the ceremony's already started, so, like, sorry, you'll have to go on down. And he just said, okay, you know, sounds good. I appreciate you. Uh, have a nice day. Drove off. And my buddy's looking at me, and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? I was, was like, what do, you, what do you mean? He was like, do you realize who you're just talking to? And I was like, well, somebody who's late for graduation. He said, dude, it was Lou Brock. <laughs> That's Baseball bad. Hall of Famer Lou Brock, whose <clears throat> wife was on the board of directors at Lindenwood. So she was there for the graduation. And he let her out of the car first, and she, like, ran in. And he was trying to find somewhere to park. That's I told I, – I gave basically, I big-time Lou Brock is what I did. You did your job. I did my did. job. I, I did. I did seek him out. I went in the graduation. I sought him out. I shook his hand. I apologized. And he was like, dude. He probably respected it because he's like, look, <laughs> this, this guy just doing his job, man. He ain't got time for no star like me. He's, oh, he's got to do what he's got to do. I felt so bad. <laughs> That's pretty Super funny. Super awkward. I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. Just looking over, my buddy's like, what the hell are you well, I doing? Mean, you know, now that I think about it, I kind of big league Dave Van Horn when we saw him out that night. You did at do first, that. like I didn't realize. Like we just, I just didn't look. I, you know, again, I try to avoid eye contact with every stranger possible. So if you saw me and I didn't see you, that's what happened. I, I try to avoid eye contact with everyone except for people I need to make eye contact with. So I just didn't even. We walked right by him. But uh, yeah, I guess I mean sometimes, sometimes you just you're just locked in. You don't you don't notice. Right. But uh, credit to you for doing your job well. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, one. exactly. Nobody's above the wall. Exactly. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're halfway down here. We're gonna move on to the fourth topic, and uh, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. But this was freaking <clears throat> awesome. This kind of made my weekend. So, for anyone that listened to, I guess the Six Pack Friday, I mentioned mm -hmm. Renato Moicano. Uh, I mentioned Money Moicano, who was fighting this weekend, and uh, we mentioned him on the gambling show. He did have a big. Uh, he did have a big win. I'll be honest; it wasn't the most impressive fight. He won unanimous decision, but he was fighting Drew Dober, who's, who's got big power. So he just kind of wrestled him up and just sat on him for a couple rounds. He got his decision, did what he had to do. Fighting a high level guy, it happens. I'm not going to knock him too much, but so I mentioned his post fight press conferences before had been so good. And I say press conference, I mean the interview where like Joe Rogan hands you the mic or whatever. In this case, it was Daniel Cormier handing him the mic. So his last one was so good, I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> now I want to clarify, Curtis. I was watching in my living room with. Hillary's parents, I had it on all the way. I didn't have the volume up. I just was watching the fights, had it on in the background. Did not listen to the post-fight thing when it happened, but I could tell he was going off, and so I immediately was like just scrolling Twitter looking. And so I read the transcript of this before <laughs> I before I got to actually watch the performance live, and the performance is electric. Again, if you're listening, go look it up. Renato Moicano, Octagon interview, the most recent one, the one from this past weekend, tremendous. He hops on the mic, Curtis, and before I, he could even get a question – Daniel Cormier was trying to give him the like, 
hey, you know, good performance. How do you feel about your performance? Like, what are your thoughts after this big win or whatever? Before he could even get it out, he he grabs the mic and says that his 62-year-old father just had a baby. He follows that up by saying when he gets home to Brazil, he's going to get his wife pregnant. (laughs) This is a direct quote here. Money Moicano 3 is coming. Love that. He also says he loves America. And that when he's done fighting, he will go back. He will go come back to America and serve in the police force SWAT team, so he can kill the bad guys. This is all. This is what he's saying in his post-fight speech. He says people are crazy and that something in America is wrong. He can't put his finger on it, but he's coming back soon and he's going to fix it by joining the police force. He said he loves this country. He said America is the best country. He's from Brazil, uh, but he says America is the best country. Uh, he also promoted his YouTube channel and. Curtis, I think you know MMA guru, big fat guy that just, he's not actually that fat, but he, he looks like a fat guy. He's an MMA right. YouTuber. But uh, Renato Moicano, while promoting his YouTube channel, calls out MMA guru and says he's a fat pig, <laughs> says everybody should subscribe <laughs> to his YouTube channel. Um, very interesting. Great work on the microphone by Renato Moicano. And he cashed, you know, he, he, he I had his money line, had him in a couple of parlays. He did he did what he needed to do. But Renato Moicano is just, he's he's must-watch TV on the mic. Um might be fighting Patty Pimblett next. Who knows? Oh, that could be fun. Uh, he he tried to get Patty to fight Drew Dober, who he just beat, and then Patty was like, "Why don't I just fight you?" And uh, you know, who knows? I think I think Moicano would be favored in that fight, but I'd love to see it. Two crazy yeah. personalities in the ring. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. So it's just fun. But credit to Renato Moicano taking care of business, getting the dub for us, and delivering on the microphone, which yeah. is all we ask. And That's he's all been on ask. fire on social media too. <clears throat> been on fire like to the point where it's like. He's probably tweeted four times since we've started the show. He's been tweeting yeah. a lot. He's trying to make the, he's trying to strike while the iron's hot. He's on social media like crazy, but uh, fascinating personality and you know not a crazy fun fight. It was in the apex, but uh, I, I really like this kid and like I'm I'm I'm, in, I'm tuned into whatever he's doing. It's funny he has my attention. Sixty two sure. year old father just had a baby, so he's like I got to get my wife pregnant, man. I, he was inspired by his dad having a baby, <laughs> having a little brother. It was, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's big time. Dang, that's kind of crazy though if you think about it. Oh, it's really crazy. What is he like? He's probably like he's probably like thirty. Yeah, he's probably. I think he's like maybe like right around thirty, thirty-one. About to have a kid, bro. Wow, that's nuts, man. Yeah, his dad had a baby, and he wasn't like, "What the hell? Why is my sixty-two-year-old dad having a baby?" (laughs) Which is what I would that would happen to me if my dad had a baby. Uh, He's just like, "Ah, I gotta have another one, and then I gotta come back to America and be a police officer. It's it's tremendous (laughs) stuff. I mean, it's just this is what this is what we sign up for. This is what we tune in for. People like this. I love it. And uh, so how does that work? Okay, somebody walk me through a family tree real quick. So his dad just had a baby. So this is his half little brother, brother, I guess. I'm assuming it's not with yeah. his mom. I'm going to go out on a limb and sure. say that they didn't just decide. I guess that would be his half brother. Either way, like little brother, and then he's going to knock his wife up and have a child. So what will the relationship be between the two children that will be about nine months apart? So I guess How's that, that, that the, the dad's baby would be his kid's uncle. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. No. 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 It would be his great uncle. Because no. His wait, brother. A wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's his brother. And then <clears throat> yes. It's, it's Moicano's yeah. brother. It's it's Renato's <laughs> brother. So yes, it would be his uncle. We're remarking. It would I'm be his uncle. I have trouble with family tree yeah. stuff, but you know. I, <laughs> well, what I get in trouble with is the in-law stuff. Because like yeah. my my brother-in-law is one of my best friends, so I'm always like referencing him, and then I'm like my brother-in-law, and then his <laughs> brother, who I also am friends with, not related to me at all. Yeah. It's like my brother-in-law's brother, but it's not no relation to me. It's those get weird. Aunt, that, aunts and uncles shouldn't me, psych us up as much as they did, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it will just be his uncle. Yeah, that's right. That's <clears> right. <throat> that gets me in the whole, like, uh, uh, first cousin twice removed. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what any of that shit Anytime, is. Anytime, if someone tells me that it's, like, their second or third cousin, it's like, 
Come on. Yeah. Just a fake thing you're, you're yeah. doing. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Yeah. We're four down. Love it. Oh, yeah. Four down. Number five, Shane Gillis, man. First of all, he just had a banger of a of a pod with Theo Vaughn. He did. It's freaking hilarious if that's your cup of tea. Um, but hosting Saturday Night Live sometime in February, I think the 24th. Yeah. And that's uh, that's an interesting development. Isn't Doing it? it with 21 Savage also. Which is, which is which is key. It's a hell of a combo. <laughs> love Twenty One Savage. Love Shane Gillis too. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Danny West. Huge. He's he's, he's yeah. one of the first Shane Gillis fans I've ever known. Right. Like three four years ago, he was like, "Dude, you got to get on this Shane Gillis guy." Good call. And uh, I would say he's one of the biggest comedians in the world right now. Easily. I mean, he's hosting SNL, which I feel like is kind of the that's that's SNL telling you you are one of the biggest comedians in the world. And yes. uh, Curtis, the reason this is so notable. He was fired by SNL before he had ever even done anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like I think he was. It was like five hours or something like that. That he was, and he was announced as like oh new part of SNL's cast, and then got fired before like it even really was a thing. Uh, and this is back I, again. I didn't know who Shane Gillis was in 2018. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't secretly like outraged back then. I had no idea this was going on. But it's really cool to see him hosting SNL after, you know, getting the shaft from them six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. Didn't he say something along the lines of like, if he ever went back on SNL, that he'd off himself on stage or something? <laughs> Maybe I don't <laughs> I'm know. Pretty sure he said uh, that. So I don't know. We'll have to tune hopefully in to see. Maybe, happen, maybe, hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. I I would have to imagine this is going to be pretty funny. Yeah. He's also done some hilarious sketch comedies. I mean, there that meme. If anyone's seen the meme of the guy who like puts his gun in his mouth and yeah. like is like, oh. it's it's a fake gun. It's a, right. it's his hand. Let's be cool here. Uh, but he's like, uh, uh, like that meme. That's Shane Gillis. He's done some funny sketches. Uh, Did you see the one with him in the uh, the Taco Bell drive through? Well, you know it's funny, <laughs> Curtis. That's not a sketch. I, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I did see Caleb Presley, who I'm a huge fan of, one of the funniest people in the world. Also went to high school with Jackson Fuller, as did Luke Combs. So this is a big uh, Jackson Fuller. If you're listening, big six pack episode for you. He went to high school with both of those Third guys. Third most important person out of yeah, out of whatever high school North Carolina in, in, or whatever in, yeah. uh, Appalachian Mountains that he goes to. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, so he was he was hanging out with like those Barstool guys, Caleb Presley, and some of the the busting with the boys, Will Compton, and those guys. And Caleb Presley stole his. He went to go use the bathroom, and so Caleb Presley stole his front seat in Taco Bell. And then it's just funny to see famous people doing what we do because like that's yes. kind of, that's the kind of stuff we do. We we get in fights at Taco Bell with each other, and uh, it's it's cool to see Shane yes. Gillis doing that. And now he's hosting SNL. Uh, Shane Gillis is the man. I saw a funny tweet actually about him where I was like, Shane Gillis is great because he's convinced conservatives that he's conservative. And he's convinced liberals that he's liberal when really he's just the man. Like yeah. he really is just a, he's really just a normal guy. And like you have like these rednecks that are like, We love Shane Gillis, he's our guy, man. And then you got like these weird liberal people with blue hair who were like, Oh, he he's he's cutting edge, you know, he's real modern. His comedy is really <laughs> it's really advanced, you know, he's really making fun of you know, he's on our side. He does a great like, Trump. He does a great Trump. Uh, that's what's funny is he makes fun of Trump, but he's taking a picture of Trump. So it's like he's playing both sides, <laughs> which, by the way, that's what everyone should be doing is like playing both sides, doing what you got to do. Uh, but I love it because like Shane Gillis is the most normal person in the world, borderline autistic, uh, and he's he's one of the most famous people in the world now. I mean, he's, he's yes. a huge comedian. If you're not familiar with Shane Gillis, go watch his stand up in Austin from a couple years ago. It is some of the funniest things I've ever seen. One of yeah. the funniest stand up sets ever. He's great. I I look forward to watching him at SNL. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely well done stuff. We're five down, one we to are go. Five down, dude. Okay, I I got to start the whip around here with the legendary Pat Mahomes Senior. Um, it's tough. Whew, tough stuff. Pop for DUI. Apparently, it's his third. 
Yeah. Uh, and I guess he had to serve a 40-day jail sentence after the second one that he was just like going in on the weekends. I didn't know you could do that. Like, yeah, I was. I saw some people tweeting about your, that. <laughs> like, they're going to have to figure out something because he's got to go to the Super Bowl. You know, like right. his son's playing the Super Bowl in six days or whatever it is, five days. Yeah. Six days. Uh, but, yeah, so it's like I think they're going to have to, you know, I assume the Mahomes family has the $10,000 bail. I would assume they I think have they're that. okay there, yeah. Uh, so they're going to be able to get him at the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, I saw that he might – it's like two to ten years in prison or something like that is what he's – Yeah, third time. That's looking tough, at uh, – and, look, we're really not making light of the situation – We've talked about Pat Mahomes on this show before. What's we a love shame because he's such he's a vibe. He's you know, a vibe. I love and, Pat Mahomes Sr. I love yeah. any video of him I watch. Right. We smoking at Joe Burrow. You know, like I love it. Uh and I just I think he's like just a he's one of those dudes like normal people famous people who are normal. I love. Mm-hmm. Sadly, getting a DUI. I think it's also I think the term here is DWI. Which I know there's a difference between DUI and DWI. Yeah. I don't really know the difference, but I know that I think that the DWI is what he got. Which apparently is different. driving under the influence versus driving while intoxicated. I think they're is two different what, things. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Apparently, DWI is worse. Sure, I'm gonna go with I that. I, I don't really know the never difference. Never had one. Someone thankfully. in the comments <laughs> correct us. I've never had either one uh, yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. But anyways, I mean, three is three is a lot. Mm. Um, but I didn't know if I mean two to ten years in prison seems like a lot. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like if my uncle's gotten four or five of those, and I don't think he's ever gone. Eh, he might have gone to prison. Who knows? He's definitely going like, to get his license suspended if he hasn't yeah. already. Yeah, I mean, like, there, yeah. But I think, uh, seriously, though, I, I mean, you know, we hope he gets the help he he needs. Uh, it sucks also, and I don't I hate to make everything about sports here, but it's like this is a fascinating layer to the Super Bowl where you've got Patrick Mahomes playing in this big game, and his brother sucks, his, his wife sucks, and his dad's now, like, you know, going through this situation, like, which I'm sure is just, you know, again, they have the money, they're going to get through it, and famous people always avoid jail time when they can, but it's like, it still sucks to have to deal with that for Pat Pat Jr. leading up to another massive game in your career. What do you think the dynamic is between Pat Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes? Pat Mahomes Sr. and Brittany yeah. Mahomes? I think he doesn't – He's. I, I don't know. I don't I want bet to it's weird. I bet it's weird. I've never seen them interact on camera at yeah. all, and I've seen him at tailgates uh, drinking Hennessy with Baltimore Ravens fans yes. rather than <laughs> hanging out with his own family. Yeah. Uh, I think him and Pat Mahomes Jr. are boys, and yeah. I think it probably ends there. Yeah, that makes sense. And by the way, I love I love how supportive he is of of. I mean, obviously he's his son, who's the best quarterback ever, maybe. So not hard to be supportive. But I love seeing a present father there and like supporting his guy. And he's a, he's a former MLB player. You don't see him carry himself like that. He doesn't mm-hmm. carry himself like a star. He's just so proud of his boy. And uh, it sucks that that he's going through. You know, I, I say going through this. It's a he's the one doing it. But it's like, you know, you want to see him get the help he get he he needs and uh, just yeah. a, just a weird just a tough situation all around. But are you familiar with the Liver King? Oh, I'm very familiar with the Liver King. Yeah, what up, just, Primals? Yeah, just yeah. eats a bunch of raw meat and is oh, yeah. on roids and what a what a segue and, this has become. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the the reason I ask is because I, I'm curious. Have you seen this guy recently who is taking a page out of the Liver King book, which is just a normal dude like me or you, and he's eating raw chicken every day, and so what he's doing is like recreating all these recipes like, oh, I'm going to have a chicken parm, but he's just sprinkling bread crumbs and marinara on it. And he's just eating raw chicken every day. And he's basically going about it with the mindset of, I'm going to do this until I get sick. I'm going to do it until I get a stomach ache, or I'm going to do it until I have some issues or whatever. And so he's going and getting like the, uh, you know, farm raised chicken or whatever. And his whole thing, he's been doing it for like 12 days and hasn't gotten sick yet. Um, 
That's crazy. Like, I think I, if, I, if you want to torture yourself, you should not do weird stuff like that. I think you should just stick your genitals in a pile of ants is what you should do. If like you just want to experience weird, yeah. bad stuff, like just cut right to the chase and do something like that. Like this is these people are, are weird. What would it take to get you to take a just a bite <clears throat> out of a raw chicken breast? I don't know. I mean, I probably, there's always a price, but it's like I'm not going to do it just for the hell of it like these people. That's for sure. You know, like, there's always think, a price. But I don't I mean, think I could do that. I don't think I could do like hamburger meat. I, I could probably. It's so gross when you really think about it. I know. I could probably take a bite out of a raw steak because I'll eat it. I'll eat occasionally. Right, I'll do a yeah. medium rare. I don't I'm, I'm more of a medium guy, but I, I think I could do that. But that's I don't know. Yeah. Man. Again, there's a price for everything. But yeah, yeah that's, it's I mean, like even when I'm eating just normal like ground beef or like hamburgers at someone's house or whatever. And it's, I can tell it's cooked. I'm like a little yeah. like on edge where I'm like, I really hope I'm not. Cause if you, if you go to someone's house and you eat like slightly undercooked meat, you're sick. Like you just immediately, yeah. it's very easy to get sick doing that. And so it's like, man, just raw, just taking a big chunk out of it. I will gross. be following this story to see how he does, but it's, uh, yeah. I'm well, worried about updates on his whereabouts. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Curtis, before we before I know we moved on real quick there, I, I kind of forgot to mention. Mm. Speaking of that Super Bowl with mm. Mahomes and the Mahomes senior and junior, ninety percent of the bets and the money are on Chiefs plus two. Ninety three percent of the money line bets and ninety four percent of the money line money is on the Chiefs. Wow, overwhelming. Now that was as of last night. I can't remember who tweeted that. Someone someone smarter than me who's plugged in. I'm sure that'll change a lot throughout the week, but so far, massive, crazy amount of public money coming in on the Chiefs, which kind of most expect because everyone you talk yeah. to just assumes the Chiefs are going to win. I'm, t- I've, I've already that's all it took. I'm already in on the 49ers, man. I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Sadly, it's tough, but yeah. it is what it is. These it is kinds tough. of things, the house wins, boys. When yeah. you see stuff like that happen, <laughs> and you see the lines not budging. Mm-hmm. That tells you Vegas is kind of sitting there like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's betting on the Chiefs, huh? Everybody's yeah. betting on the Chiefs. Okay, exactly. okay, we'll let y'all. We'll let. When, when the line starts moving and you see Vegas trying to get the money to go on the other side, that's when mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's kind of up in the air. When there's 93% of the bets on one side and the Chiefs are still underdogs, it's, it's, it's fishy to me. It's yeah. very fishy to me. And for those that know, sports are extremely rigged. So we'll find yes. out here soon. Uh, but I wanted to well, touch on that just because I thought that was kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, and 90, and over ninety percent. Speaking of bets, um, if you're not tuning into our gambling show, Weekly Wagers on Fridays, you're gonna want to do that this week because we got a ton yeah. of Super Bowl stuff to get into. All also, kinds of stuff. We had a pretty good day. I don't. I'll have to go back and listen to the show. We did. I, we did well. I made a lot of money this weekend, but not a, a lot <laughs> of the picks I gave out on the show <laughs> were not the reasons. Like a couple live bets last night, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think all my UFC picks hit mm-hmm. that I gave out on the show. Natalia Silva, shout yeah. out to her. The uh, only one that I really got crushed on was Believe in Arkansas Basketball. Yeah, Believe in Arkansas, which, so like, you know, I don't think, I mean, yeah. we don't even have to talk about Arkansas. That's fine. But, hey, the women are, you know, doing their part. The women are doing their part. So they moved to, let's see, 17-7 and seven last mm-hmm. night. Narrow, narrow victory over Auburn. Yeah, they were down early. Like, there was a point where it was, like, thir- it was like they, they were getting smacked. Yeah, they were yeah. getting smacked That's- early. Uh, and then just kind of inch their way back. <clears throat> Again, you're not going to like write home about a two-point win over a, a pretty average team at home. But they couldn't afford to drop that one. They really couldn't. Yeah. So like coming back <laughs> and winning that game, that's big. They're 5-4 and four in SEC now, which is good for sixth place. They've got a couple road games coming up, the first of which is being at Florida, okay. who I believe is like 11-9, and nine, like not a okay. great team. So it's like I don't know what their net and all that is, but – 
probably like a, a winnable road game, I mm-hmm. would assume. Uh, I went and saw them play Florida last year at home, and they beat the hell out of them. So sure. based on the limited sample size I have, Arkansas is better than Florida. They should beat them. Feels so uh, we'll see how Arkansas does in the swamp. Then they have to go to Tennessee, which they are going to lose. Uh, Tennessee's nasty every year. Pat Summit, shout out to the GOAT. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think this this road game, I believe it's Thursday night against Florida, kind of have to win that one just because you need to tread water. And when you're in this spot that Arkansas is in where they're kind of in the tournament, I would assume, got to tread water a little bit. Got to win this Florida game, big win. But shout out to the Lady Backs doing their part. Yeah. Uh, you know. Unfortunately, it, it appears that uh, Livy Dunn is the kryptonite for Arkansas Razorback Gymnastics. That's, yeah, it's uh, tough. Uh, I didn't even watch Livy's routine, but I heard it was very good. I heard she did. I actually heard she did well. I, I heard don't know she if did well. Or not, uh, but, but I mean, you know. I think I saw like Barstool tweeted, so it might yeah, be. Yeah, but yeah, but, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll trust our sources there. But I did watch that commercial thirty-seven times the other day because they kept showing it. Uh, yes, during the that's right. But yeah, the, the gym, <laughs> gymnastics team, I love them. We we promoted on the show a lot, and we still love them. They're going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a lot of stuff. Um, they shit the bed this weekend a little yeah, bit. We'll a little bit. There. Just a little bit. Now, there were some judging discrepancies. People were upset about it. And LSU, by the way, had a in, – in gymnastics, winning and losing really doesn't matter. Like, that was Arkansas's first loss of the year. But LSU set, like, a program record. They are, like, 198, whatever. Like, Arkansas was never going to get that score. Like, there was no chance they were going to win this meet. Yeah. But they also ruined their streak. It was their lowest score of the year by far. They had had over 197 in all their meets, and they dropped to 196 to just uh, going on the road's tough in gymnastics, but – they had performed. They had set a program record at Alabama a couple weeks ago. So I was kind of like prepared for them to go in and conquer. I know. Now they've got. They've also got a road meet or a road thing going to Florida this weekend. And Florida's always mm. nasty in gymnastics. And they all Arkansas always sucks at Florida. Like historically in everything. Right in everything. But in the two gymnastics meets I've watched them do at Florida, yeah. they've been bad. So uh, another tough one. But hey, girls, we believe in you. Let's become road warriors this week. Yeah, bounce back. Let's uh, let's bounce back. But uh. Minor setback, but yeah, it was a minor setback this weekend. We tip our hat to uh, Livy Dunn. Congrats, yes. young lady. Yeah, well done, well done. Um, anything else? Ah, uh, not a ton to talk about. Lisa Ann got arrested. Who? I'm gonna leave it at that. Lisa Ann got arrested. Okay. Um, tried Why? to go to a comedy show. Oh. Apparently, they they said she had her phone out. And she wasn't supposed to have her phone out. I don't know how you got arrested for that. Damn. But uh, we stand with Lisa Ann here on this program. Stan or stand? We stand. Oh, okay. We don't stand yeah. Lisa Ann. Okay. Uh, at least not anymore. Once I, I got once sure I got out of junior like... high, I stopped being a Lisa Ann stand. <laughs> but uh, I had a but <laughs> we stand we stand with her today. She was unwrongly she was unjustly uh, arrested. I'm gonna go. I, I don't know. I didn't look into the story. I just saw the video of her getting arrested. I assume it's bullshit. We got your back. Um, I did want to touch on UFC a little bit. Meatball Molly got got back in the win column. Saw Patty's, that. Uh, by girl. the way, Meatball Molly does not look the way that I expected Meatball Molly to look. Well, okay. She, she The reason that, that, that you say that, and I thought the same thing when I saw her, she dropped weight class. She used to fight ah, at 125. Okay. And she's not a big girl at all. Right. I think she just liked fighting at 125 because she didn't like cutting the weight. Yeah. Uh, and she had a couple losses. And so they 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 fed her to a can and let her drop down a weight class. But she looked great. Yeah. Uh, she had actually been finished by arm bars in her last two fights. And so she, like, hired a jiu-jitsu coach and was, like, really, like, adamant. And then she finished this fight via first-round arm bar herself, which I thought there was pretty go. cool. She was very emotional after the win, you know. It's been a, I'm sure the weight cut was tough for her, but it's like it's right. cool to see stuff like that happen. And she uh, finished that in the first round. Right? First round with like two seconds left in the first round. It was right. really cool, and she was dominant the whole time. It was it was really fun. Her and Natalia Silva were my parlay. I threw out Natalia Silva. Uh, that okay. So if if anyone who's like watching this really trying to get into MMA and get into women's MMA in particular, 
the 125-pound division with Alexa Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko, Aaron Blanchfield, and a few others. Alexa now this girl is the feet girl for those ones. She is the feet girl. And uh, my favorite female fighter right now, Alexa Grasso, stud. But the 125 division, it's hard to put into words how much better it is than the 135-pound division and the 115-pound division. I love Zhang Weili. She's the 115-pound champ. She's head and shoulders better than everyone in that division by a large margin. Does it go above 135? Uh, it used to. Amanda Nunes held the 145-pound belts. Okay. And in other organizations, like PFL has a 155. They have a lightweight women's division, which Kayla Harrison used to dominate. Now she's going to try to cut to 135 in the UFC. We'll see how that works. But if you're watching, if you want to get into women's MMA, only watch fights at 125 pounds. But uh, you got a new contender, Natalia Silva, who turned 27 on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, unanimous decision. Didn't get the finish, but she uh, she was very good. She she it was a, it was a technical performance. She looked sharp, and uh, she, she there was like only 12 people there in the apex, but they were going nuts for her performance. <laughs> uh, but her All and Molly McCann cashed the parlay. Wanted to shout them out. Easy work. Uh, UFC's about to heat up, man. It's get, we're getting closer it's and closer. Yeah. Not this weekend. There's a decent main event this weekend <laughs> that we'll touch on later in the week. Next weekend is the big card. Not the big card. One of many big cards that are coming up. But UFC 298. I can't wait, Curtis. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get into it, man. I'm, I cannot wait. It's time. We've been um, teased too much uh, the last couple months here. So yeah. it'll be good. Well, hey, hopefully by the end of the week we have a UFC 300 main event, by the way. We're still, it's like 67 days away or something like that. It's either that or we're going to see Dana White and Crisco. I mean, so, that's what we've been hearing, but uh, I think yeah. our girl Nina's full of full of shit yeah, on that. She might. she might be. By the way, ah, we don't have to touch on <laughs> nah, it. We don't have to touch right. on it, but uh, I got nothing else today. I think I'm all good. I think yeah. I'm all set. No, I got it all off my chest. Me either. We covered a lot of things. It's a good weekend. Uh, good Monday show, and we'll be back Wednesday morning for another six-pack. For uh, Andrew Ellis, I'm Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports, and uh, you know, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, we will.